we're not talking about the West Coast. We're not talking about LA. We're not talking about Seattle. We're not talking about Denver. We are talking about the Bay. Let's keep it at that and stay focused on what the night is and what the celebration is and what the contributions are. your boy DRO and welcome back to the big dope energy podcast where the money reside where the money reside where the money reside where the money resides <laughs> sorry I could not get through an episode without singing that uh, but yo speaking of where the money resides I have an announcement last week I officially signed the contract and big dope energy is now officially a featured podcast on the new pod mini network so definitely some exciting things to come happy to have been given the opportunity to talk so many of your ears off and occasionally sing a song or two. <laughs> and we look forward to putting out more dope content going forward. So good, good stuff. Uh, if you are a returning listener, welcome back. And I love you. If this is your first time, baby, sit back and enjoy the show and hit subscribe because we are fresh off the latest versus installment, which was the Battle of the Bay, too short and E40. And it was all love and all lit. We're going to go into a deep dive and a recap on that because a lot of you guys had questions and uh, a lot was revealed. Like if you were wondering if 40 Water could dance or not, that definitely got answered last night. <laughs> we're also talking about Lil Wayne selling off all of Young Money's masters. Tom Cruise going bad over COVID and HBO Max. Is it trash or pass? We're going to find out. Uh, but we're also going to go over some last minute Christmas gifts in which you can find a few of those links in the bio. So check those out. But without further ado, let's jump into episode number eight, right, motherfucking now. All right, so we got Leah Lou in the stew, and Mac Trey was goody, was goody. We hey. back, we black. Hey, you know what, Trey? I heard that somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> we might need to look into a trademark or something, because, uh, yeah, it's spreading. Uh, but, yo, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing amazing. I feel great. How are y'all? I, I know you feel great. You sound very perked up. Guys who don't know, we're recording the day after a versus. Me and Trey seem to have a versus hangover. Uh, Leah seems to have a battery in her I back. took my B12 shot. I'm good. Oh, well, that's that explains <laughs> there, that. There you go. Get your B12 shots. Yeah, I'm just no. kidding. I didn't take anything. But if you are drinking a lot, take some B12 and you won't be hungover. FYI. Look at that. Is that a real thing? That's a real thing. You could take a okay. B-complex vitamin and you won't be hungover. Okay. Come on, gems. Gems and vitamins. <laughs> Come on. So we should just name the episode gems and vitamins. <laughs> All right. Yo, so speaking of verses, let's just jump right into it. We're not going to skip over anything else. It was everything. It was everything. So <laughs> guys who didn't, who don't know, this is the verses. Uh, well, that was a special edition. This is the Battle of the Bay between... Two legends, E40 and Two Short. And it was, yeah, it was everything anybody from California could have imagined. Anybody outside of California, it was just interesting to see what the reactions were going to be. What did you guys think uh, after being in that room and seeing those reactions? Was it what you expected? Were you guys pleasantly surprised? Were you just kind of like, okay, well, you guys don't get it? I was reading the comments on the shade room and wherever else leading up to and people are just uh, anybody checking for this who nobody wants to hear that and i'm like your favorite rappers favorite rappers from the bay 
And it should have been like, hella evident during that versus <laughs> that, yo, these niggas are right. influential for the rest of the world. There was not, there wasn't much that they weren't touching in that room that hadn't been touched everywhere else. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I, it was a proud moment being, you know, a little East Bay girl. It was, I was so proud. It was great. The setup was great. I thought it was, you know, considering this was the last versus of the year, it was like, the perfect party for the end of the year. Yeah, it was I agree. everything. I agree. I didn't expect it to be that long, but I knew it was going to be Not good. At all. <laughs> <laughs> it was so long. But I should have known when like Too Short jumped it immediately into story mode and he started from 1985. I was like, "Okay, well, I should go take a shower <laughs> or something." <laughs> it was definitely long. I mean, you know, it was dope to have uh, Big Vaughn and DJ Slowpoke like Yo, getting the party started out. prior that first like 45 minutes you know prior to them coming out that is what got me excited because like, that I'm was like, oh, also yes. equally important right because you have this Absolutely. big platform and now you got they dropped everybody from the bay and yes. all slaps and this was shit where people who were in the room waiting for E40 and Too Short expecting them to start off they got exposed to this shit where it's like oh okay wow this shit kind of slaps down uh, Matt Messi Marv like he they were playing everything and I thought it was great I thought it was fitting it got the party started I was just I was too excited my son was for sure looking at me like uh, what is wrong with you <laughs> <laughs> we are the new OGs we'll talk about that in another episode but yeah <laughs> <laughs> for sure that is hilarious yeah no I thought short started off kind of slow but I mean when he went from too short to short dog oh it was a fucking rap yeah. Yo, shake that monkey. There I didn't realize there were so many songs about monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> That's his whole career. I was like, oh my goodness. That's so funny. Uh yeah, but if you guys were to pick a winner before we jump into like the analytics of it all, between two short and E forty, I know it's not about who won between those two. <laughs> I know the Bay won in general. But if you had to say, All right, scorecard, two short, E forty. This person is a winner. Who would you say? I think E41. And I think really, if you just look at his catalog of slaps, or as he calls it, blaps, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it goes crazy. Um, I didn't hear a skippable song on that whole genre, so E40. Word. I'm I mean, not choosing. <laughs> I, I knew. I knew you were being quiet for a reason. And and, Le- and Leah was <laughs> talking shit to niggas in the uh, <laughs> in the chat. I was so annoyed because I I was totally like, yes, it's a celebration for the Bay, and these fucking Tony Baker in the comments, like, who is oh, that? I'm keeping score, score, score. He's the guy who does like those animal videos. He's oh wow, sir, you know sit down. I mean, Guap Dad could have did what you did, and it would have been more right. impactful. <laughs> Wow. So he's like, oh, and shout out Guap Dad because um, the DJs were for sure playing him prior. The Ferragamo Falcon. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Put some respect Um, on that boy name. But, and he's also Filipino and black. um, Oh, shout out to the Filipinos. We love (laughs) Lumpia. Oh my God, I love Lumpia. (laughs) 
which is also not a great thing to say. I love Filipinos, period. But I really, really, really <laughs> love Lumpy. And this is all Leah's fault. She's the one who introduced me to it. And then when I met my uh, my really? friend Charlie. Really? Did I make it for you? Yes, you did at a okay. work potluck. <laughs> and then when I moved to the Bay and I met my friend Charles, I was like, the first question I asked him, I was like, you're Filipino? You know how to make lumpia? <laughs> <laughs> so funny. I feel like I've perfected one recipe and I'm like, yeah, it'll be on the blog. I'm, I'm excited. Anyway. Okay. Um, Slight drop. Okay. <laughs> I, I just. I was so here for it's a celebration um, for the Bay. It's just, you know, it's a party. And I hate to see people put, especially legends, E-40, Mr. Earl Stevens, Too Short, Todd Shaw, like to put them against each other in any capacity. I don't like that. Um, So no, I'm not choosing one. I grew up, true story. I grew up listening to E-40, um, uh, there's a family connection there as well. And I remember telling my friend when I was in kindergarten that I was going to marry E-40. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry. No, um, Hold on. There was no, like, concept of um, age, I guess, in my opinion. E-40 so I have here. notes like here about how I loved old. how Too Short threw everything out of the window with the Me Too movement worries and all that shit. And then you just said that. I'm like, oh, this is... This is crazy, but continue. I, so I grew up on on a lot of E40. Um, lots of Too Short also, but I think maybe being the only girl, the Too Short was kind of yeah. turned down a little bit around me. <laughs> um, but lots and lots of E40. And I do remember like E40, the first song I ever learned was The Bumble. The fact mm. that he started his very, like the first song was The Bumble, that was he everything was talking for to you. me. It gave me life. It yep. was everything. Um, so E40, if you're uh, listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so I've, um, he's married to a wonderful woman, Miss Tracy. And um, how long they, they've been together forever. Huh? Like that. They have been together literally forever. She is the sweetest woman. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'm not checking for E40. <laughs> he is my dad's age. It's okay. But at, you know, six years old or something, he was like, that's what started my, like, I'm going to marry a rapper phase. So that's what E-40 did for me. Um, too Short, though, also such a dope guy. Amazing. I had the opportunity to work with him and E-40 some years ago. And um, he, you know, I think has always had this persona of, like, as you said, he just threw the Me Too movement out the window. He's, he's a super respectful guy in person. You don't. He's he doesn't give off. Yeah, cringy. I can see that. As long as he's not drunk, but even when he's drunk, he's still respectful. <laughs> he's he's. I mean, in my experiences, he was always very respectful. Um, you know, I he's dope. They're just they were dope. It was a, the night was amazing. I still feel it. I still feel great. Like, I dear and personally, like I've been talking to you about wanting to move and just get away for a while. Right. All of that went out the window last night. Oh, really? Like, I'm fucking proud to be home. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is my home. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I'm making an announcement. I'm not going. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> Show goes on. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, I hear you and I I know you're not going to make a decision. I'm not even going to try to make a decision on your behalf because I know better by now. Uh, but I will say that, yeah, I 
Too Short and E40, both equally fucking impactful legends in their own right. We could not do what we've done so far to this point after all these years without either one of them. But I have to go with E40, and I think it's two things. It's one, nostalgia, because yes, E40 was the first... Was he the first Bay Area rapper? I think technically Tupac was the first Bay Area rapper that I heard. Uh, but to E40 was very, 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 like, introduced very early on in my life. And every single song has always been a slap. Every single album has been full of slaps. And they've just always been on time, always been relevant, always, like, transforming, like, with the times. Like, he doesn't stay stuck in one time frame. And that's something that not a lot of people get especially in this length of time. Like when he said he was like out in the eighties, I was like, bro, he said 88. And I was like, 88. Oh, I was born in 88. Oh my God, <laughs> <laughs> bro. That's a lot of decades. Good job. But <clears throat> yeah, no, uh, his slaps, his style, everything is hands down E40. And also his energy, man, the way I've never seen this nigga dance before right. until last night. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. But baby, jeans on. this is hilarious. <laughs> and you know what it was when he said, when he kept shouting out the Earl Stevens Moscato, I knew, I knew because <laughs> when that shit first came out, I remember I bought it from BevMo because everybody was all excited about it. Right. Right. And I, I bought it to my friend, Brennan's house, shout out Brennan. And we were having like a little kickback and I popped it open. Nobody had had it before. So we all took a shot or whatever. And it, Maybe it was like 10 minutes later when everybody like looked at each other like, nigga, this is not wine. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is one 100% lick. And that shit will take you from zero to 10. So if he was drinking that, I could see why he was where he was. Well, I think he was drinking that. And I'm sure he was probably on a little bit of that Ciroc, too. Oh, um, God. Are niggas still and drinking he Ciroc? Had his tequila. He had his tequila out there. Um, and, you know... Shout out to Black Entrepreneurship. Okay, my bad. Um, Niggas still <laughs> drinks a rock. <laughs> black Entrepreneurship. That's something else that I loved about the verses too. I mean, yes, Ciroc sponsored it. That's a Black-owned brand. Uh, Forty had his um, drinks there, the tequila, the wines. Um, these men have been talking about being independent and, you know, being entrepreneurs literally their entire Since day careers. One. Was Nothing E40 ever on a label? Their entire careers. Um, he's had distribution through... But he's never been on like um, a major... I want to say Jive. He was with Jive Records, I think, years ago. Um, and he's kind of danced around, but... Um, <laughs> literally. He's always had Sick With It. Sick With It has been there from day one. He's yep. always had that. That's always been his brand. So I think... Um, Everything else he's done, if it was with another label, was purely distribution. But right. I'd, I'd Google that. <laughs> okay, so this is a question that I didn't send you guys beforehand, but I thought about it like last night and this morning. Um, so they did a gazillion songs. That shit lasted three and a half hours. <laughs> was there anything that didn't make the list that you wish you would have heard by either one of them? I tuned out for a minute, but did he play Slumper and Gasoline? Oh, Slumper. No. Oh, my I would God. Have, I would have loved to hear Slumper, and then I would have loved to hear Gasoline with Turf Talk. And I thought he was going to go into Mustard and Mayonnaise because he kept alluding to Mustard and Mayonnaise. I was like, bro, please just nah, that play was just it. that was to give y'all a game. 
Right. And he was <laughs> no, teaching they were, lessons. I was giving a lot of free games. Understand night, the lingo. Right. He was, was teaching lessons. I was game. over here taking notes, but my dumb ass, I was taking notes <laughs> in the fucking comment section, so I don't have them anywhere. No, did you see Nick Cannon's notes? Oh my god, the translation. Nick Cannon trying to translate everything. I'm so like, perfect. Honey, save it for the book. <laughs> but um I I think the song I wanted to hear the most was the Bumble. I think people don't give that song enough credit. Um, it's I I don't know if it's E40's biggest earliest song. I don't know. I just know that it's it's one of my favorites. Um, and I'm glad he brought that out. I would have loved if he pulled out um, "Get Your Paper" featuring Master P. Actually, sorry, it's the other way around. It's Master P featuring E40. Um, that amazing song. And you know, again, we want to talk about black you know, entrepreneurship and, and being independent, that is a song that gives me energy. Um, True. I would have loved to hear it, but, you know, I, I could also understand him not playing it because it's not like, not like it was a huge track. Yeah, I mean, um, I personally feel like I was actually kind of good. I felt like they touched on, like, every time I felt like they hadn't hit what I was like trying to get to. And I thought that it was going to be over. It extended and they eventually right. did play those songs. So that was cool. Uh, I think one that I didn't hear that I probably wanted to hear was the radio. Is it the radio with Mac Dre and uh, E40? The radio. Hard for it to activity i think i might be one of the only niggas who loves that song but that shit <laughs> I, that was my personal song but yeah other than that slaps all the way i wouldn't have changed a thing except for maybe uh i was shocked to find out how many people not from here wanted to hear gouda gouda like reading through the comments i mean like ot genesis was asking for it but like there was a lot of comments of people asking for gouda which um I mean, that song, like, song Slaps, it's always been, it's not a personal favorite, but I like it. And I'm, like, going through the comments, like, you you like this? Like, so, you're asking for it? I think <laughs> part of... Sidebar, OT Genesis was funny as shit on the, on the he chat. He is hella funny. <laughs> He's yeah. funny, period. But I think part of that was the fact that, one, that album was sort of a breakout album for E4, like a re-breakout album for E40 sure. to the world. And then, two... Mm-hmm. He had that song. It wasn't Gouda, but he had um, Jumping on the Top, East Scrape, Hella Juice, Three or Four Niggas on a Cave in Your Roof, uh, Go Hard or Go Home, which was on the soundtrack right. for that movie with Chris Brown where he died in the beginning, uh, Stomp the Yard. So a lot of mm-hmm, people, mm-hmm. when they think about E-40 right. uh, and they're not from here, especially if they're in Atlanta, they think about songs off of that specific album. And Gouda is a hard-ass song. There has not been a song there's not been a body of work like that album in a while. Like that shit, when it dropped, that was an event. That album yeah. was a masterpiece and it needs more recognition. I mean, it, it got a lot of recognition, but it needs to constantly be being praised as a classic. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I mean, I feel like it is a classic, to be honest with you. Yeah, but it's it's hard for us from California to call things classics and expect for the rest of the world to just follow suit. Uh, right. Just, Agreed. Just weird. It's so weird because it's like, bro, this shit clearly slaps. And when we have to explain slaps, that's when I know there's a disconnect. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, right. for 40 and a half to have gone on and explained last night that uh, food does not slap. Food does not slap. <laughs> <laughs> but in that same token, and I wish someone would have said it, and I know, De'Aaron, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to Uh-oh. get at you, but, you know, songs are not bops. <laughs> <gasps> How dare you? I like I love that bops. term bothers me so oh, much. Oh, okay. No, no, no. So there's bopas and then there's bops, but bops was short for bopas, but bops is also songs. No, bops were never songs. <laughs> She's bopular. Everybody in the hood want to fuck with her. <laughs> he that's said, funny. shout out, Go Dave. That's, that's, a, not that's a name Dave. I haven't heard in a minute. <laughs> Wait, was that Go Dave? <laughs> They had a song. Uh, I wish the pack yeah, would have came up in there. Song. If the Shout pack would have came too. up in there and just like randomly, just like this. I wish they would have like pulled like a random group onto the actual versus stage. I mean, I saw them pulling Mr. Fab, but I feel like Mr. Fab's always available. So I'm like, that's nothing special. <laughs> Even though Mr. Fab is a legend. So shouts out. But I wish they would have pulled somebody out who we didn't expect, especially with the two short ties. I think the pack would have been perfect. Yeah. Not um, I mean, but I want to say... You know, because they're no longer a group, so right. can you get them all together anymore? You know, I would have loved to see them bring more like guests. I thought that would have been dope, but Corona, you know, well, Corona, and then it's also like, you know, I mean, Forty could have brought out like be legit, but it's like, is that going to have any impact on this current generation? No, for us, like the older people, maybe. But I think like these younger generation who may be watching is going to be like, this is just another old guy. (laughs) Well, um, speaking of old guys, uh, so E40 and Too Short did confirm that they're doing a collab album with Snoop Dogg and Ice Cube. Are we here for it or should they keep that one? (laughs) (laughs) I heard it and I think I didn't quite register. I heard it and I was like, huh? When you said that, I immediately thought about being too old to register for a driver's license. Sorry, that was Shay. My bad, my bad, my bad. These are legends. So wait, who's on it again? 40, so, short. E40, Too Short, Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg. And Ice Cube's had his own problems recently, but I'm sure niggas it's have gonna forgotten about that. It's going to be like the that. most G-Funk album ever. Um, yeah. You know, I... Like Man, what at their of... age and the work that each of them has done, fuck it. Go do it. Put it out. And just, who cares? They're all super accomplished in their own right. Put it out. Do whatever you want. You guys are all 50 years old. Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> like, Hurry up. Do your thing. Are do they I think 50? it'll be like I feel hits? like they might be older than 50. Know. Um, They're all around-ish the same age. I think the youngest of them is Snoop, but... Right. What else? Grand Snoop. Uh, <laughs> Trey, would you be here for E40 uh, collab with Too Short, Ice Cube, and Snoop Dogg? I'm here for it, but I want to, you know, like Leo was saying, that's 30 years of game. I'm I'm really here for maybe like a table talk or a podcast or something, but I'm here for it. A red table talk. I mean, actually, what <laughs> what color would that be? Would that be a blue It'd table be a talk? Blue table talk. <laughs> I'm weak. But that's, I mean, 30 years of game. I mean, the only person in that four who's, like, banging still is Snoop, I guess. Oh. <laughs> Does it have to be blue? All gang banging. Got it. Okay. <laughs> that's so true. It is, is he even? Yeah, he is. He's he's still an OG. I feel like he could just make calls or send a text and somebody would be um, dealt with. 
But <laughs> not to incriminate anybody, let me move on from that subject. <clears throat> so, um, looking at the comments last night, uh, I was paying attention to a couple things. One, a lot of people, not in the comments of the verses, but in the comments of the blogs were like, oh, you know, like Leah was saying, nobody's paying attention to this. Why is this happening? Da, 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 da who just aren't from the Bay. And then a lot of people who were in there who, yeah, were from the Bay. And then you had people who weren't from the Bay, but respected Bay Area culture, loved it, was here for it. A lot of celebrities who I didn't think would know all this music knew it. Uh, but then there were clarifications or assumed clarifications on what it means to be from the Bay. So I want to dive into that a little bit. So mm-hmm. E-40 referenced it on several albums. And people kept trying to say Vallejo is not from the Bay. What is? What are your thoughts on that? Who's not from the Bay? Vallejo is not in the Bay. Um. So, and I, I've seen these like conversations. I remember years ago there was a big discussion on like what is the Bay, what is not. Right. So, <laughs> Too Short gave us a geography lesson last night. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, he did. And his his lesson was like I think infused by uh by a lot of alcohol, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> well, someone I know said he gave the most Oakland description for the bay. <laughs> and uh, I would I would agree. Um I'll say this, there's uh I don't know how many counties, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sorry. There's I don't know how many counties that um border the San Francisco Bay, mm-hmm. um, San Francisco County, Alameda County, Contra Costa County, Sonoma, Solano, and I think there's one more. And each of those touches the bay. Um, and so I would say those areas are then considered the bay. Um, Vallejo is in Solano County, and it's 10,000% the Bay Area. Boom. Well, I'm glad you said that because one of the Fairfield? biggest. Would you consider Fairfield the bay? I'm going to say no because the radio stations don't work in Fairfield. Okay. <laughs> they do. I, mean, I, I, heard, I don't know. I heard them, they do. I heard them say Fairfield was the bay, you know? So. I don't. Fairfield, like, so it gets sketchy to me when it's like when we go to Fairfield. When you got to drive too um, far to get to water. <laughs> yeah, when you have to when you're far from the water and I don't know, like if KML doesn't reach, <laughs> like <laughs> it's probably not, you're probably not in the Bay anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I was going to say um, the thing with Vallejo and why I was confused on why people would say that Vallejo wasn't in the Bay is because one of the biggest Bay area le- legends, Mac Dre is from Vallejo. I mean, he was born in Oakland, Yogan, Dodge diplomats, fuck three strikes, get the bitch a bat. But he was very much a Vallejo dude. So I don't understand why people would try to exclude that. Uh, but right. to two shirts point, <laughs> and this is why I said <laughs> his was kind of a drunken rant is he considered Denver, Seattle, Sacramento, et cetera, to be the Bay too, just by extension. So. Uh, I, was so disappointing to me last night when he got into his conversation on what is West coast and it's Seattle and it's Denver and it's this and it's this. <laughs> Shout out to and Denver. Like, <laughs> Trey's from right. Denver. Shout out to Denver. <laughs> and, um, 
it, you know, it, it's great to be diplomatic and whatever, but we're not talking about the West Coast. We're not talking about LA. We're not talking about Seattle. We're not talking about Denver. We are talking about the Bay. Let's keep it at that and stay focused on what the the night is and what the celebration is and what the contributions are. Right. Um, it, I, I actually got really irritated. Like, and that is what bothers me in general um, about people who take bits and pieces from the Bay and we don't get our credit. And then when we have a platform, we say shout out to everybody. Fuck y'all. I mean, and that, this is us. This yeah. is my shit. Bow down, bitches. Oh, <laughs> come on, Queen Lee. <laughs> Wait, no, if y'all I, don't I, know, I think we all need to get our B twelve shots. I think that's something. That's we it. All do. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think the whole concept of being energy. from the Bay, like you said, is still very geographical, right? Like if you sure. were born or grew up in Oakland, San Francisco, et cetera, you're from the Bay. If you're from somewhere nearby like SAC, where we continuously get people from the Bay who have been priced out, sure, you're not from the Bay, but you may have been raised on Bay Area culture, and that's the difference. I think there's also confusion. Um, I, I, I'm such a comment reader, <laughs> and um, I, I see a lot of like hate that Sweetie gets when people are like, she ain't even really from the Bay. Bruh. And Sweetie has more credibility than a lot of you niggas in these. Co- but okay, go ahead. <laughs> right. But um, I saw someone post in the comments last night um, that Sacramento uh, people, someone said people moved from the Bay to Sacramento when either their mom got a good job. Facts. <laughs> or, or they could afford a bit uh, like a bigger house or something. Big and that facts. was true. <laughs> so a lot of us, you know, around 2000, four, five, six, seven, Mm -hmm. um, ended up moving to Sacramento, myself included. Um, in my case, it was because my mom had gotten laid off from her job in Silicon Valley. And then she remarried and her husband lived in Sacramento. Come on. Got a groove Um, back. (laughs) So that was my situation. I lived there for about three and a half years before I graduated high school. Um, sweetie, Apparently, her story was similar. She grew up in Hayward, um, and somewhere in high school, she ended up moving to Sac and then, you know, moving. Um, but that's a true story for a lot of people. When, when, and it has a lot to do with, you know, the uh, housing bust of 2008. But a Facts. lot of people were getting these amazing loans to get houses and SAC was building like crazy. Like crazy. And people were moving out to places like Sacramento and Elk and Grove. Elk Grove and getting the Getting brand new gigantic homes for nothing, basically. Right. And I remember Elk Grove getting hood out of nowhere and I did not know what was going on. I was like, what the fuck right? is going on here? Yeah, because we always and used so, to look yeah. at Elk Grove as like having like this level of prestige and then like there were all these like Drug bus and Elk Grove and all this other shit. And I was like, what the (laughs) fuck is going on in Elk Grove? But that makes so much sense. Because I remember being in high school and we had so many motherfuckers uh, just out of nowhere claiming Oakland. And at the same time, it was like a running joke that every dude with dreads was fake from the Bay. But (laughs) knowing what I know now, being a dude who lived in the Bay himself, I know that it was exactly what you said. The parents were most likely priced out. And moved right. to SAC for a either better quality of life or just to live. Because, I mean, we all know 3,200 fucking 532 square foot one bedroom apartments ain't the move, especially if you have a family. 
Right. There was a time, you know, like I said, um, my mom had a, a tech job in Silicon Valley and there people were getting laid off and it wasn't just her. There was a lot of people that she worked with. A lot of her friends, they were getting laid off. Some stayed out here and, you know, kind of thugged it out. My mom had the option of going to Texas and thank God we didn't That's go to Texas. That's a new option now too. Yeah. <laughs> Niggas are definitely moving out to Texas now. Yes. It's right. There's, um, I read an article yesterday that there's an actual mass there's exodus. Um, exodus out of the, out of California right now. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> maybe that'll be good for our home prices. Shout out to but, H-Town. <laughs> um, a lot of people, though, ended up moving to SAC because, yes, you know, there was jobs um, or they could get a home, a big home. I mean, we're talking like a 300 square, 3,000 rather, square foot house for, you know, at the time, like 300K, which was not at all happening in the Bay. You paying that, you paying that in rent anyway if you live in the Bay. So, well, I mean, and you know, now rent is even so much higher, but um, a lot of the people that I met when I was in SAC, that their stories were similar or, you know, their parents couldn't afford necessarily to keep them out in the Bay or they were getting in trouble out in the Bay. So they moved them out with their grandmas and their aunties and cousins or whoever. Shout out to the grandmas. And (laughs) right. My grandma ended up moving out to SAC for me. Once, you know, my mom moved me out there, my grandma sold her house in East Oakland and bought a house in Elk Grove so that she could be near me. Yeah, no. And Trey, I think to your experience, I mean, you've probably seen it like really close and head on because you played football throughout the whole time that you were in high school. And Bay Area niggas love playing football, child. Oh, facts. (laughs) And there was a there was really like you like Leah and you were talking about kind of shift because, you know, growing up in SAC. Niggas played football, but it wasn't they like that. But once I started, yeah, but once, once about junior high to high school, shit got real. Football and sack got real. It was, it was different. Mm-hmm. It was different, different. You were athlete, athlete. It definitely got real. And then, like a side note to that is, I remember actually at the same time. So the thing with New Orleans happened, um, where the levee broke, everybody got flooded out, and everybody had to move everywhere, basically. And we got like a, a good number of people who had to move from New Orleans to Sacramento uh, to live with relatives and things like that. And in the short amount of time that they were there, that game influenced our music taste, especially with our band. So I think what it is, I think when you have like these super influential cities, wherever they go, that culture is going to follow them. Well, I think it also depends on, you know, where you're talking about. You may not want to say that because <laughs> it's not safe for you. Facts. You don't want to claim something that you're not, you know. Right. Um, and I think that's just in general. Yeah, <laughs> I think in general, unapologetically, I'm from Sacramento, whoever you are. But I never considered Sacramento the Bay, but I definitely considered it Bay influenced. Sure. Mm. Shout out to Earl Stevens too. Yeah, Earl Stevens. Earl like- Stevens will get you where the fuck you need to be. Clearly, Desmo. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but just to wrap this subject up, uh, so I think the bottom line is that being from the Bay, we all agree is ge- geographical, and you need to connect to either one of these seven Bay Area bridges to claim or have that claim, and. Sure maybe at least two roommates or an insanely priced one bedroom <laughs> and end well, up going to the end up in San Francisco at least once. 
because of COVID, San Francisco rent prices have like plummeted. So if you really? are ever have ever thought about living in San Francisco, it's not my thing. Um, right now is the time to do it. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm about to Francisco's get a love. good realtor because I love San Francisco. Oh, I know mm. somebody. <laughs> oh, right. I'm like, <laughs> duh. I'm like, who would? Who do we know? <laughs> Sorry, one thing I did point out earlier is that you can't deny that after the versus battle that the Bay Area culture is way more influential than it gets credit for. Every song there that you've heard has been heard from other artists and you probably thought it was from them. Like mm-hmm. Dick Pleaser, I thought was an original Lil Wayne song and no, I had yeah. no idea it was a too short song. So that was crazy. But yeah. speaking of Lil Wayne, I think that man needs help. I think he's officially (laughs) lost his mind. Can we just dive into that for a little bit? Yes. So last week, it was reported that he sold not only his masters, but Nicky's and Drake's in a deal with Universal Music Group. What the fuck? (laughs) For only $100 guys. For only $100 And I think before that, somebody else sold their masters who had a similar catalog. But they only sold their masters. They didn't sell off. The right. three biggest artists of our lifetime. Nigga, what the <laughs> fuck? How did you even get away with that? I'm surprised Drake and Nikki haven't gone on Twitter or did whatever. There, there has to be something there behind the scenes. Because you can't just do that and have them be quiet about it. Their right. records are priceless. I wouldn't see them selling those things at all for a very long time. The price would only continue to go up. He must have owed somebody money. You know Baby owes everybody money. <laughs> well, well, I think, number one, we got to remember Lil Wayne is, you know, facing a five to ten prison stint. And Just I don't go. Know. Cut your hair. <laughs> yeah, but I also think that, you know, financially he might might be struggling a little bit. So that he got desperate. That's Nigga. the way I look at it. But here's my thing. If you put yourself in a desperate position, don't take down the fucking rest of the team, especially with all the hard work. I mean, you talk about Drake. Yeah, that nigga, he's like the new Michael Jackson. He's like the rap Jackson of this time. But then you talk about Nicki Minaj. She puts so much emphasis on the fact that she writes her own stuff. She puts right. so much emphasis on, on the fact that she just she pours her entire being into her music. And to right. have and this she happen, sure did get at uh, Remy Ma about exactly. It. I was that. <laughs> Yo, Remy definitely used this bar back when Sheether came out, and now right. look, now look, and that's so embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. <laughs> so fucking embarrassing. And it's like, bro. I don't know if I see this as an act of desperation. Um, and I, one, I don't think we know enough, right, to, right, to even right, make right, a, right. an accurate assessment. Allegedly. Um, but it, yeah, I, it just it doesn't seem desperate to me, though. It does seem like something shady is going on, but it, I don't get the feeling that it's it's desperate, like he's in need of money. I think it's, I don't know. Lil Wayne's I, I been checked out is. for a long time. He's been needing help for a long time. He has too much power. He has, yeah, if you can flip a switch or sign a piece of paper and do something like that, nigga, we need to talk. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand it. And I, I think I'm concerned, like, you know, what you were saying about Nikki, as, as much as she talks, you would think that she would have negotiated to have her own and to own her own and to... You know, or at least have some percentage or something. 
I'm thinking this is an opportunity to do this though. I think that they can go and buy their their masters from Universal now. Well, let's think about it. So she's been out since but they 2009. Just her from Wayne. Exactly. She's been out since 2009. It is the end of 2020. I don't see there being a longer contract than 10 years initially. So yeah. they would have had to either recently re-up her contract or she would have been well in the middle of another contract. So I don't think it was a thing of them like closing it out and then having him having her buy it from somewhere else. I think that this just was a fucking mentally ill-informed move on Wayne's part. Because, I mean, honestly, he just has not been the same for a while. Ever since that seizure he had on that plane, yeah. he, he's gone mm-hmm. downhill. Him and Kanye are kind of in the same boat. Mm. <laughs> like, we had this conversation. <laughs> musical geniuses, but holy shit. What the fuck is going on? There's a thin line between genius and crazy, you know, so... Well, and so that's my point is Kanye teeters on genius, Wayne teeters on dumb. <laughs> to right. <me. laughs> um Wayne, I just don't get him. Like there's I I when I if I watch his interviews, I nothing he says is relevant to me. This action just kind of further is like, what the fuck? You what, what are you doing? Um and I mean for only a hundred million. That's like, the thing for me. The hundred mil, like, is that's crazy. You, you have probably a billion dollar catalog right here. Seriously, <laughs> like between everybody on this roster, you know what I mean? Like, and Tiger too. He sold Tigers as well. Just, I, you know, poor Tiger. I totally forgot about. Just, <laughs> and, and, and let me tell you something else too. Shut Tiger up, also Tiger. says his whole time at Cash Money, they never paid him anything. So. I yeah, I mean, Tiger's getting money from somewhere because I mean, he has all these leases that he keeps not paying on. No, but... he's not because he doesn't pay the leases. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger's not getting. Yo, I feel bad for little a uh, little China. I feel bad for Black China because like she could, she was supposed to easily have a bag by now. Fucking <laughs> Tiger and fucking Rob, but she's still not getting child support from either. What a she flop. said she's proud of that though. Let I her have guess. it. Yes, go ahead then. Go off. But, um, I mean, something I did see this week, not to get too off subject, but since we're talking about Black China, um, uh, what's her name? Ari Fletcher had said something about being the first to be popping off the internet or whatever. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Is that the girl with the Give- big head? She has like the weird eyebrows. She's pretty to me. G her Herbo's face is baby pretty, mama. but her, okay. yeah, G Herbo's, um, baby mama, I, she's dating, um, What's that guy's Money name? Bag, yeah, yeah. Him said something. That guy. Um, hey. She her face is pretty to me. I think she I just agree. looks so overdone. Um, but she made a comment or she tweeted something about being like the first of the, you know, of whatever to to be popping off of Instagram. And I'm like, honey, pay your respect. Black China opened the door Paved for you. That way for sure. Right. And even before Black China, you had the video vixens. Melissa Ford. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if, if we're going to talk about like this internet popman, Instagram model thing, I, I would say Black China was the first to really get it going. Maybe India. What's her name? Irene. Um, if, if we're if we're just speaking about internet, though, wouldn't you say Paris Hilton, Kim Kardashian? No, Not we're talking about like people who went from the strip club or from dancing and being sexy to mainstream hip hop. Oh, yeah, then definitely, yeah. then definitely, uh, definitely Black China. 
for sure. And I mean, so when we talk about, you know, her money, China's been getting her, you know, she's been getting a bag and I give her a respect for that. Um, I can't say I'm a fan, <laughs> but I, I respect what she's what done. What would you exactly be a fan of girls. though? What I is Black China like, do? I don't know where all of her <laughs> followers come from. Like, what is it that you follow? Like, do you like her for her music or for her cosmetics line or I don't know her kids? <laughs> like, I don't. I forgot she, she even had kids until just now. But yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Zeus. I don't know if we can is... say the dream is her baby. That's like Rob had that baby by himself. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely got the emotions <laughs> for it. But yeah. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, so I didn't mean to get us too off. It's but getting back to Wayne, um I just I I would like to find out more. I, I think I'm waiting to just see what more comes from this. And I would love to hear, you know, what does Drake think about this and what does Nikki think? They're writing a song for us. No, I don't think they are. I think there's a lot of legalities behind the scenes because I Nikki definitely would have said something by now, especially with sure. her getting ready to ramp up and uh, launch another project. She's getting ready to drop her documentary. You know, she loves. She's not afraid of controversial statements, especially via Queen Radio. Can we get Queen Radio back, please? <laughs> I know you're busy being a mom and all that. Congratulations, but you know. Um, but you know, I feel like either between Drake and Nikki, somebody would have said something right now if there wasn't like a legal hold on them. So it'll be interesting to see what happens because like when you think about like flashback to like 2012 or 2013, when cash money and young money were signing all those random fucking artists to those deals that we never heard about after there's, they're, they're not new to doing shady shit behind the scenes. Mm hmm. Yeah. So, baby, yeah. get your shit together. I would love to hear more. <laughs> I agree. I'm waiting. I, 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 I want to hear more, too, but I think we spoke about it off air. When somebody shows you who they are, you got to believe them the first time. And Wayne's been on this path of just fuck nigga shit. And, you know, this is just. Yeah, that is a good point. He really, literally keeps trying to show you I ain't shit. Yeah. And we're like, no, but we love your music. <laughs> we love it. Lil Wayne. <laughs> But, guys, um, it's time to get serious for a little bit. Okay, you guys ready? Mm-hmm. It's 2020. We're in the last month. Yeah. We're almost done. We actually have one yes. more episode before the end of the year. So, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on the topic of 2020, COVID has fucking somehow, like, gotten worse than it's ever been, which is insane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for me... That it really doesn't change much because I don't be going outside or anything. But I I did have <laughs> that moment where I was like, damn, I wish this shit was over so I would have the option to go outside and not go, <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think the crew on Tom Cruise's movie is feeling the same because these niggas done fucked up. Let me tell you, <laughs> baby. So I guess somebody broke protocol on the Mission Impossible uh, movie set and got Tom Cruise really, really, really mad. To the point that he stopped everything and started giving these niggas speeches. Like, just pointing niggas out. Like, you, you, everybody's watching us. We've got eyes on us. People got jobs because of what we're doing. People are following what we're doing, right? And he was giving the speech, like, that dad speech that I think the world really needed to hear. Because I think people just don't have this thing put into the right perspective. But my thing is, who was recording and who put this out? (laughs) 
and, and when someone's mad, who says all the right things? Right. Wait, what? <laughs> he, 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 he was he was upset, and he was saying all the right things, and I was like, "Yo, this is this is great." Yeah, no. <laughs> Yo, this is this is what I this is what we all need to hear. We should play this on loudspeaker every morning. <laughs> it's true. It is true. It was a very very necessary dad speech, and I'm happy that it got out. But also, part of me is like, bro, who? Was feeling so bold that you wanted to record this nigga. Did you think you were going to get a bag or something? Did you think? Well, I think it's 2020 and people try to record everything and cancel culture is a thing. And people want to be the first to say, I put this out. So I can understand the mindset of someone who was like, oh, this nigga Tom Cruise is like a fool right now. Let me record this. I could understand someone thinking that. Um, but I also will say Tom Cruise has had a history of being very passionate. Like, yeah, I mean, he was he jumping on, on the couch. couch. <laughs> right. 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 Iconic. So he's always been super passionate. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'd agree. He's saying the right thing. And I think that when you are someone who loves what you do and you take it seriously, you want to be able to continue to do it. And he's recognizing, yo, I love this. And we have an opportunity to create even in the midst of all that's going on. And you motherfuckers aren't taking it seriously. Like, get in line. And I would say considering, you know, his tenure and his age, if anyone's going to say it, it's him. And to his point, I mean, he is kind of laying like the blueprint for all the rest of these movie companies to go ahead and hit the green light on how to safely get back into the field. Because, I mean, we're just running out of shit to watch. We kind of need this. So if you guys can put your mask on, please do it. Because if the world is going to stay the way it is now for much longer, we're going to need new content. Yeah. Shout out. Fuck HBO Max. HBO Max sucks so bad I don't even think it sucks I just feel like there's no direct me and De'Aaron talked about this there's just no direction you know what I mean it's just kind of everywhere and there's too much content and I feel like there's no there's no foundation you know what I mean they just kind of threw it out there I I, but I that's HBO Uh, that makes sense to me I mean HBO is a bunch of different shows and it's a bunch of different movies. I mean, it's the same network that put out Sopranos and Insecure. Like, right. <laughs> I, I don't think it. <laughs> I don't think it needs to be cohesive. Um, I think it needs what? to work right. and not buffer every five oh, minutes. Oh, <laughs> that's it. That's it. The technology behind it fucking sucks. It sucks. I mean, I downloaded HBO Max because I wanted to watch the Fresh Fresh Prince um, reunion. reunion, which was great. I thought it was beautiful, but I'm like, this shit keeps stopping. Right, and, and I kept thinking it was my shit. I'm like, damn, I'm not paying the internet bill. Or something. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? But when me and Leah had that conversation, I'm like, okay. So this shit just sucks all around. Right. And so while on HBO Max, I also watched um, Charm City Kings, which I encourage everyone to to watch. Um, It's Meek Mill's, I guess, movie. I don't know if he wrote it or what he had to do with it, but I know it was produced by Will and Jada's company. Um, Meek is in it. That kid from Queen and Slim is in it. I don't know his name. Um, I can't say it was a amazing movie <laughs> it was good that baltimore accent i think just yo if we're shouting out shows on hbo though even though hbo max is trash regular hbo is still cool well so i was trying to get through the movie except for it paused like every 20 minutes 
Yeah. And it was like buffering or something. I'm <laughs> like, HBO, y'all got to do better. Yeah. A recommendation I would make for HBO, um, for you guys to watch on HBO, would be Industry. That show is fucking wild. I'm hearing. And yeah. I think nobody's really paying attention to it because it's it's a show from overseas. So you automatically mm-hmm. go, okay, well, whatever. You kind of right. like pass by it. But baby, nope. I've never seen um, so many dicks and pussies on TV. Like, <laughs> dead ass. I'm not going to give anything else away. That show is wild. <laughs> Industry? Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, don't watch it with your son. <laughs> but you know what I think started that is Netflix came out with that movie earlier this year. Or maybe it was already out, but it, like, made a, spl- oh, sorry, it made a splash earlier this year um, where the dude who looks like the dude from ATL, you know, Diana Ross's son, uh, was in, like, a romantic situation with, like, this chick in Paris overseas or something. It was another overseas movie. And they, in those sex scenes, they showed everything everything <laughs> i've never seen somebody putting a condom on and taking it off on hbo or sorry on netflix or period that wasn't like a softcore porn ever this shit was wild so i think 2020 is just a year of wild content yeah i yeah um p valley was an hbo show right p valley was not it was um showtime oh Mississippi proper. I thank you guys for letting me finish that. Uh, yeah, no, I fucking love P Valley, and P Valley was another show that pushed limits that hadn't been pushed before. Yeah, it did. Um, <laughs> P Valley, I wasn't ready for. Yo, I, that I was a lot for I... you. I'm sure it was for you because I remember our first experience at the gay club, and then, then to put that in your living room and you weren't expecting it, I'm sure it was like, oh. oh well, hold on, let me pause it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I was watching, okay, like, Clifford. at first, I, I think I wasn't that into it. I'm like, another stripper show thing, whatever. Uh, and then I got into it, and I'm like, hella into it. And I'm like, okay, I love this. Right. Um, what's the guy's name? Uncle, Uncle Clifford. Uncle Clifford. <laughs> I love him. I'm like, I'm all into this. And, I, you know, I peeped that there was something between him and the rapper guy. But right. I did not expect how um, graphic. Yeah. <laughs> But it was, was like, good. It made the story just like no. It was really good, and I yeah. thought it was necessary. It was right. it was dope. Um, I think I just didn't expect it, so I was right. like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and you know that <laughs> might be here? like an underlying thing for like all these networks, right? Like I think that they kind of have the they're asking for forgiveness rather than permission now, because really, what mm-hmm. other choice do you have, nigga? You at home, right? Exactly. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I love Pete Valley. Like, I became a, a huge fan. I'm it. ready for, for the season next two. season. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yes, when I first watched, I was definitely like, whoa, I did not expect that. But at the same time, I was also like, you know, if we're going to talk about representation matters and, you know, things of the that sort, um, this is representation, I think, and it's necessary. And, um, I'm like, if if I can watch, I feel like Insecure got really graphic. Oh, <laughs> dead like, ass, yeah. So, you know, if we can watch that in other platforms, you know, I this is, to me, this is the same thing. And you know what? Um, Speaking from the perspective of a member of the LGB barbecue, sorry, I got to stop doing that, <laughs> the LGBTQ community, um, this is kind of the best way to, like, put 
these things into the forefront because it's less about like the sexual content and more sure. about understanding like the psyche behind how these kind of relationships work and really highlighting the fact that these relationships exist so much so mm-hmm. that there's enough out there for content to be put onto a major platform to highlight it. Yeah. Yeah. I could and, see that. And I still, be- I still think that for whatever reason, like you go to like Indiana or Montana and places like this, like for some reason, stuff like this is taboo, but it's not, it's very normal. You know what I mean? I think it's taboo everywhere. I don't think you have to be in rural, like middle America to think it's taboo. I think it's taboo everywhere. And that's because there has not, or it's not, um, it's not talked about enough and it's not seen enough. And so, you know, that's why I say, I think the representation matters. I'm not mad at seeing that relationship develop um, in all the ways because I, I, that's how we make it not taboo anymore. Exactly. I piggybacking right off what you said. Exactly. I just want, I love that it's like you said, it's being pushed to a forefront and we're getting some normalcy in all of this. So mm-hmm. yeah. It's fucking lit. Let's get more lit content. Lit, lit, lit. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So guys, let's switch gears real fast. So Christmas is coming up. This episode is coming out the week of Christmas. Are you guys looking forward to your first pandemic Christmas? Trey? Um, I think I've made myself the eternal optimist on this podcast. So definitely am looking forward to it. Um it's gonna be a it's gonna be different. Not as many presents, not as many people, but definitely just trying to trying to stay thankful. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to see what it brings. I don't know why I just heard that song. I think I've referenced this song before on this podcast, but be hopeful. Yes, I am hopeful for today. <laughs> Take this music and use it. Let it take you away. I haven't heard that song in forever. So funny. Um, I don't know. I I'm not feeling Christmas spirit. It's Christmas is like my favorite time of the year. I, it's my favorite holiday. I love December. Um, but I'm not feeling it. I'm ready to get to January and like just move on. I want to move on. She's like, I'm over it. Uh, but what do you think is going to happen in January, though? Right? Like, it's Nothing. not going to, right. I think it's just, I think it's like, I think it's more psychological, right? Like, it's it's no different from, like, putting away the package of meat that says, like, $4.99 for the mm. one that says four eighty seven. dollars I think it's to put it out, bad. though, if your mama asks you to defrost it, child. <laughs> I think, like, that's what 2021 is going to be. It's like... Is it really different? Not really, but just because the number is different psychologically, it's like, all right, it's it's better. That's true. <laughs> I can handle that a I'm little I'm afraid more. <laughs> to say anything's gonna be better anymore. I'm just like, uh, we'll see. <laughs> it's like it's like getting out of like a damaged relationship, right? It's like, mm-mm. I don't know. I've seen this before, I heard it before. You're right. gonna have to show me something different. I'm 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 hopeful. I'm optimistic. Um I mean, if anything, I think you know, the stuff that we've learned from this year will just, um, will help us get through whatever's coming next. Knock on wood. I, I saw a meme somewhere that said, you thought 2020 is bad. 2021, this bitch started drinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That is true. Oh God, I just got a flashback to when I turned 21. I think Leah, you were there when I worked at AT&T. They took me to lunch <laughs> and I just didn't come back. Um, but that's a story for another day. 
uh for me uh i am it's kind of like a double-edged sword for me so i am looking forward to if i'm being 100 percent honest i'm just looking forward to just a slight break from like work uh because i've been working all year right in this pandemic and to have I work at a startup and we've had, this is like our prove it year. So imagine having mm-hmm. your prove it year in the same year as fucking COVID hits and your business relies on people having extra income for your product and services. So mm-hmm. not the easiest thing. And then navigating around like operations and like managing people and different personalities, blah, blah, blah. I can go into a whole thing on that, but I won't. I am looking forward to a break. What I'm not looking forward to is um, using any kind of social energy that it takes to interact with anybody who I may come across because you do have this like guilty feeling like you just have to be just so happy and jolly and oh how was your dinner? It's like ah, nah. like even making the noise right takes me out a little bit because I just I don't have the energy for Christmas. It doesn't feel like Christmas. Yeah. It doesn't. And I think that's my point. It's like, I don't feel like Christmas. I don't, um, like, I know that there's not going to be a big family gathering and there's not like just the things that have always made Christmas like special and magical for me, um, are not going to be happening. And I think I'm exhausted. I have like 2020 exhaustion at this point. Um, So yeah, I'm just like, I am looking forward to like the rest period, but you know, it's like, I'm, I'm not a big gift presence person. Um, I just, I'm kind of ready to like, let's get to the next year. Hopefully by next year we can travel and we can do more things and you know, let's just get past this. Facts, yeah. Hopefully that becomes a thing. But yeah, uh, before I let you guys go, I do have a fun question that I just thought about. And I know you guys may not be prepared for it because I didn't put it in the notes. But um, on the topic of Christmas, can you guys hear me? Yes, yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. On the topic of Christmas... Can you think of the best gift you've received either recently or ever uh, for Christmas that you either gotten from someone or that you've gotten yourself? Hmm. Trey. Um, two, about a year ago, my little brother, he bought me a Bose revolve for Christmas. So shout out Khalees. What is that? Um, It's a, it's a speaker. Okay. And it, if anybody knows me, they know I'm big on music. I'm big on music being in every part of my day. So it was super duper dope that he listened to me and understood who I was. And he got me a gift that was suited for me. I feel like a lot of Christmas gifts could be for anybody. You know what I mean? Sure. And I, I, you know, and I felt like that was something that was like, oh, like you actually know who I am and you know what I want. And I'm a guy who I'm it's I'm hard to shop on I'm hard to shop for and I'm hard on people who shop for me. So that was like one of the like most thoughtful gifts I ever got materialistic. <laughs> Just pause. He said, I'm hard to shop for. Um that's dope. That's cute. Yeah. What about I you? think like I think that that's what's like Im- 
important to me about gifts or presents is like, is it thoughtful? I don't like, I'm not a hoarder. I'm not someone who likes to hold on to things. So it's like, if you buy me something, I want it to be something useful and like thoughtful for me. Um, I don't tend to get a lot of gifts. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I don't. Has anybody I mean, ever tried to present like sex as a gift? <laughs> I think only girls do that. Do, do we? <laughs> no one's ever done that to me. But uh, I'll take this offline. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I don't know. I've had thoughtful gifts, um, and you know, we've talked about like experiences. I'm big on on having experiences, and I would say something thoughtful that someone did for me is I was really kind of stressed earlier this year, especially with all that was going on, and I you know, was too scared to travel. I think we travel ban had already been like implemented or something. And I just wanted to be away. And, um, someone took me to a black sand beach out here. Um, kind of North of San Francisco. Was it a nude beach? No. <laughs> okay. I think there's a black sand beach. That's also nude. Yeah. That's in, that's in San Diego. Oh, got it. Oh, you know, oh. About it. Okay. <laughs> I do. No, and so I you've do. been there. Okay. I have been there. Oh, <laughs> It gets better. <laughs> we may need to pivot. <laughs> Trey? Leah, do you mind if I ask Trey a quick question? No, go ahead. Hey, Trey? <laughs> yes, sir. So you've been to a nude beach in San Francisco. Or, sorry, San Francisco. San, San Diego. Diego. I have. Okay, awesome. Were you in the nude? I was in the nude. Please talk about this experience. <laughs> um, I'll just, I think that... New being nude is something taboo, but when everybody's doing it, it feels normal. Okay, so I have some no, questions. I want the whole story. No, no, How right? I don't. How did, I don't, you <laughs> find it? How did this come about? <laughs> also, let me paint a picture for the people listening. Uh, Trey is not someone with a dad bod. This man has ran track all his life. He lives in the gym, so him being in the nude is a his presence is a present at that point. So we're talking about Christmas presents. We need to hear this story. How the fuck did this come about? What was the experience like? Go ahead. So um, everybody knows I love San Diego. That's like one of my like special places I love. So I was with one of my homegirls and she was like, yo, I'm going to go to San Diego for the weekend. Why don't you come with me? So we go to San Diego and um, we're on this little hike type genre in the hills. And then we look down over and it's a black sand beach and it's nude. So we start trying to go down there and they're like, oh, you can't come down here unless you're nude. We, you know, we had a few drinks earlier. You know, so some is there margaritas. like a gatekeeper there? Like someone yeah. who's like, take yeah. your clothes off. Yeah, there's like a little, there's, there wasn't like a gatekeeper, but there was a, um, hey, I, I guess it's off. There's a sign. Patrol, beach patrol, I guess it is. And they make you take your clothes off? They don't make you take your clothes off, but they're like, yo, this is a new beach, be nude. You know what I mean? So um, we took our clothes off and yeah, man, it was a, it was a, one, a, a, a weird, weird at first situation, but everybody was new. So it was normal. So what are you doing on a nude beach? Beach stuff, running in the water, laying out, chilling. 
So did anybody ever like approach you like, yo, you kind of fine, bro? What's your number? I mean, oh, sorry, I'm, I'm talking like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. Hold on, let me let me pull back. No, girls talk about like that nope. now too. Okay. No, nobody approached me, but my homegirl. Somebody approached her. What does that was look this like? Was the girl that what you were just talking that... to, or was she like really like? No, she's she just, just my, your homie. Just my homie, yeah. So you and your homie just got naked, yeah, and went to the we, beach. So somebody seen each other disrespected naked the fuck out of you. They saw you naked with this chick and still came at her. I think I think it was kind of clear that we, that was just a homie though. Why? Interesting. I, I just I, we give off homie vibes like we just, even in the nude. Yeah. <laughs> was this your first time? Yeah, that's my first time. I'm so intrigued. Wow. (laughs) So, are there children there? I didn't see. I didn't see any children there. Um, I saw a lot of old, old white men. Um, I saw a lot of young. Saw a lot. Saw old white women. Saw a lot of probably like it looked like it was like a 21 and up thing. Okay. Yeah. Do you mind me asking what the name of this beach was? (laughs) Um, I don't remember the name. I get it for you though. Wow. Interesting. I thought they only did that in Florida. Right. I know of a couple <laughs> in Florida for sure. It's called Black's Beach, San Diego. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. I'm so intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> but, so. Because I, I think I just, maybe I don't trust people enough to like not be weird and like not be pervy. So the thing about it is, I I, I think the same thing, but I think kind of what we were talking to earlier, t- taboo, normalcy. When everybody's doing it, it's really normal. You, f- you feel weird at first, but then you realize, oh, shit, like, we all doing it. You know, that's what I love about Trey. He really pushes the boundaries on s- social norms, and he's mm-hmm. not afraid of it. He's not ashamed of it. And he has all these life experiences that other people, when they hear about it, it's more of a, what? And then it turns into a, oh, I wish, but he's already done it been there done that Mm. so good fucking job trey cheers to more experiences more life that's dope yeah man nude fucking beaches (laughs) holy shit (laughs) well uh guys i think we are good to end the episode off on that note uh i'm sure i will get a lot of dms about uh mac trey's whereabouts so trey good uh good luck with that All right, and on that note, I'm going to let you guys go. You guys have any final words for the people? Oh, wait, are we recording uh, one more episode before the end of the year or no? I think we should. Yes, I think we, we should do. We I should think do it we tomorrow. need to do. Just kidding. Yeah, I'm working. I'm with it, but no, I think we should do, you know, New Year's resolutions or why New, New Year's resolutions are corny. Something like that. Yeah, we can throw that into the mix. Uh, I want to, my goal for this podcast is to always take something like conventional ideas and then build upon them. So that way, uh, you're not listening to the same podcast on everybody's show, right? Right. Uh, but I think we do that. We've done a pretty fucking good job. So good job, team. And congratulations on episode number eight in the bag. Congrats. Congrats. And thus ends another episode of the Big Dove Energy Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you check us out on podmini.com. Uh, also, you can check us out on our website at thebigdoveenergy.com and leave us a review and leave us a rating and subscribe and share with all your friends. I actually do love seeing these stories that pop up with you guys sharing the episodes. Uh, It really makes my day. So continue to do that. Continue to support, continue to spread the word, and I will see you guys next time. See you later, boo. Bye.